welcome back to the resupply with me, Garnick Store. And me, DK. Bringing you your weekly double tap of all things Space Marines and Laser Force. Um, last week, we sat down with Sergeant Tucker um, and, you know, shot the shit, if you will, about um, Space Marines and this upcoming Nationals and uh, whatever else we talked about. I don't know. If you, if, if you didn't listen, go back and listen to it because I can't remember what we talked about. Um <laughs> This week, uh, he's joining us again. Welcome back, Sergeant Tucker. Thank you. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna go into a, sort of a deep dive, I guess, um, about uh, the guys from your site that are actually attending. We we meant to do it last week, but you know, you know how it is. You start talking about laser force, you get all sidetracked. Also, to be fair, a, a deep dive would take a substantial amount of time with me. You know. <laughs> I like I was telling you guys I think beforehand. Yeah. Um. I've I've actually sat down and like kind of thought about what I think of all of the players and you know, not not in terms of their skills but you know what they're good at what they can improve on what I'm hoping to see out of them at this Nats you know sure. things like that and so. Uh. Oh boy, you're lucky Julian Assange is in jail now. Otherwise, WikiLeaks would be all over that man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a, yeah. that's one for all that's the uh, a... the intellectuals out there. <laughs> <laughs> As a professor, Jack, ladies right. and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, so who do you want to start with first? Um. So I I have a list. So I guess I'll just go from the top to the bottom. Oh, hang on, hang um, on, hang on, hang on. Before we get into that, sorry. Um, yeah. DK, do you want to do you want to give us a, another <laughs> another rundown of uh, um, uh, nationals for this this year? What are the deets? I certainly would. So it is going to run from July 22nd through 26th at Revolution Laser Tag in Clinton Township, Michigan, mm. i.e. a suburb of Detroit. So get booked now. Yeah. The, uh, uh, the ticket prices are, are still kind of reasonable, but summer is coming up here. We're kind of getting up. <laughs> we're getting kind of up against the gun here. So if you haven't got those tickets, go get them now. Yeah. And your travel insurance. Yeah. Always remember to get yeah. travel insurance, kids. Uh, I can't stress that <laughs> stress that enough. Kiwi AIDS is real. Make sure you get your travel insurance. Um, yeah. I think it's 150 per player uh, for the tournament. Currently, that's what it looks like on the page. Okay. Uh, that's, again, subject to change. But, you know, keep an eye on the, the Facebook page. Um, Jesse's been pretty good um, at sort of uh, sorting out the, uh, the housekeeping, if you will. And um, Beans has been pretty... Um, uh, consistent with his weekly posts about who is and who isn't attending nationals. So um, keep keep your eyes on the uh, on the Facebook page. Doing his best to make sure that his you know scheduling job is as easy as possible when it comes down. To it, it cracked me up. I saw something. Um, uh, somebody was giving him shit about. Uh, not Why do you post one every single? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, I mean, you know, like just don't read it. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah, I, I literally have just begun to skip them because it doesn't bother my team anymore. And <laughs> exactly. I know that if I want the final rosters, I don't need to see the rumors anymore. I have a relative understanding of the teams. I know that Brisbane's got, you know, their, you know, golden A team. I know Detroit <laughs> is pretty much who I thought would make it onto it. Yeah. You know, it was pretty much who's on Sacramento A and who's on Sacramento B this time because I don't ever know what the mix-up will look like with you guys. Yeah. Um, it's basically also, pretty much it. yeah, it's Merc Watch is what it is. 
Um, yeah. yeah. We, we, we have had to kind of keep in mind all the different scheduling contingencies as to whether or not we're going to have 10 teams or 12 teams. Because yeah. the, yeah. the reality is there can't be a middle ground. We cannot do 11 teams because it does not work with round robin and you can't have proper pool play with an uneven number. Yeah. So either Which, it's going to be 10 or it's got to be 12. Yeah. Which sucks because that, mean that means if one rec team sinks, the other one does too. So... Yeah. Potentially, yes, which which would be a real bummer. But I think in that kind of case, um, especially for a team like yours, we may end up in a situation where we just have some kind of waiver where you can roster, you know, eight players or something like that if you want, just so people can get a chance to play. Yeah. As long as yeah. all the players on that team are okay with that and yeah. realize that they're not going to be able to play all the games. Yeah. Yeah. Which which is fine. Like. Uh... And to be fair, we would go from the what I think it was like. The the joking one we put forward was it's like four hours, then four hours, then four hours of the pods, and it go back to the you know sixteen hour day. Yeah, which yeah, yeah is brutal. <laughs> some of these some of these newbies might really want. Oh, I I couldn't do it, man. It's it like Sacramento was hard enough. We played what twelve, maybe thirteen. Um, yeah, I think by and large that's about what we did. I think we ran. Uh yeah, noon to noon to midnight most yeah, days. It was fucking brutal, man. Um, all right, well let's let's get into the Loveland teams. Um, who do who do you want to start with? So, like I said, I've got the list in front of me, so I don't forget anybody. Um, but on the top of that list, I I find it ironic that Josiah was the first name that I got written down. <laughs> um, he's in my eyes always been like the player that you know everyone kind of looks up to he's always had the most skill mm. you know he's he's tried to be the driving force of uh loveland a lot you know he's implemented a bunch of changes he's constantly thinking of new ways to improve his own gameplay mm. but also like some of the people around him coach them if they need um i know that one of his biggest gripes is that he wants to finally go to a tournament where he's not a three hit because uh, he wants to get away from it. What? Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see. He he for because he's played pretty much commander nonstop ever since he started, and so it's that's almost the, like how I am with resupplies. That's where one it's of the like, worst first world problems I've ever heard in my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can, I can kind of understand the idea of I want something else. He, from what I've talked with him about, it sounds like he wants to try and get more into scout because he wants to try and influence the game in different ways that way. Um, you mean to a lesser extent? More, no, no, no. <laughs> well, to be more available to the defense as well as the offense rather than be the only thing driving forward on the offense, sure. I think is his biggest thing. Right. And so we'll see. Hopefully this A team can really, you know, rally behind him. I'm not entirely sure what their lineup is going to look like. I, uh, I've i kind of given Luke a little bit of grief because I know he's got a little playbook that he's been writing in, but That's we'll awesome. see what happens. <laughs> um, That's pretty cool. It's it's honestly really cool. He's been thinking of a lot of strategies, and it's it's very clear that Luke is putting a lot of thought into this. Yeah. So, look, um, if, if you can a, get your if you can get your play to a point where you can start executing, you know, set moves during a laser during a space marines game, um, and and they actually you know obviously work um, work. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um. And I mean, as a great segue, uh, Luke being the next player. Um, I feel like he's come a long way since he has. He, for for the longest time, a lot of us were always very, 
the phrase hot or cold comes to mind. Either we were really on it or we were just not having a good day. Yeah. And it always felt like Luke was one of those people where instead of being hot or cold, it was one of those momentum things where he right. needed to play a couple of times, he needed to kind of learn it, and he needed to have almost talks about the arena because uh, as where I would say Josiah is very much the physical aspect of the way I view a laser tag player, mm. Luke is a lot of the mental aspect where he is thinking, you know, all right, what am I going to do next? What is the plan for this next game going in? What happened last game? Whereas Josiah is more of in-game thinking that way. He mm. thinks about it a little out of game, but it's more of he can't, Josiah knows he can't plan for every scenario, so he's going to figure it out by, not trial by fire, but by learning, whereas Luke tries to think, okay, here are all of the scenarios that could happen, and here's what I'm going to do in every single one of them. Right. And so... Look, if you can, can really, if you can play that way and it and it um and it's effective, then that's um obviously a good thing. I think uh, for the most part, like a lot of a lot of players on the scene were probably in uh, Josiah's uh, camp, where we do a lot of our you know thinking in game and we change depending on what you know each individual situation calls for. Um, It'd be interesting to see someone play with a, a mindset of, um, you know, here's a couple of the things that I want to do in this upcoming game. Um, yeah. Mm. When we discussed it, uh, I think it was a few weeks ago, we were talking, I was asking him how he viewed a game of Space Marines, and he said it was quite literally to him almost like a chessboard. Every piece had a specific thing that it was needing to do. Every piece was important. Every piece needed to, you know, every every player had a purpose. Every player has a reason to do something. Mm. And depending on what way each player moves, the opposite team has to respond appropriately, otherwise they fail. Mm. And so he was viewing it a lot like uh, a game of chess. And so I thought that was a really interesting analogy. Mm. Uh, I've, yeah, I've I think that, I think that's like a, that is kind of a good analogy for, for going about things, that you have to be adaptive and even though there might be you know kind of common things that teams do just as a, a an opening move i guess how you respond to that is really going to affect the way that the the game proceeds from there mm. um so the next player yeah i don't think needs a ton of introduction uh caleb otherwise known as slaughtermelon that's my boy um, this this kid <laughs> uh came out of the gates swinging and made himself a name in his very first like his very first tournament that we held mm. um during our nationals he was the only player at all in our site as far as we were aware to have actually successfully pentanuked in a like game environment and that was you know 5 years ago so his skill has been building you know He's he's had a couple of setbacks due to you know out of out of game things like life and other things going on, but it, it does really feel like he's one of those players who he's consistently improved. He's always been consistently at the top of the list. He's always been you know showing that he that he's earned and that he deserves his way onto the A team. Yeah, you know. Uh, the, yeah, rookie of the year 2015, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I believe so, actually. Something like that. At Loveland? Yes. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. He should have gotten it, yeah. Um, but, like, that's, like, it's one of those things where, because I remember very, uh, very jokingly that he went from 
Rainbow Panther, which was what he started as at his very first tournament, <laughs> to Slaughtermelon. And so everyone was asking where, you know, Caleb and his original name was, and he had to tell everyone he had changed. Yeah. And suddenly, like, I, I think he felt a lot of the pressure because people were watching him suddenly. You know, this was the kid who he was on the B team and he pentanuked. He was, you know, he was this driving force. He was great. He was, you know, all of these sudden expectations of Caleb. And I think for his first year, it was kind of like, I think a little frazzling for him, or at least that's how I think it would be if I were in his shoes. Yeah. Um, because honestly, as a player, I kind of flew under the radar for a really long time. I was just, a, I was, I was just the medic. No one really cares. Um, <laughs> But it's one of those things where I think a lot of people were suddenly, you know, paying a lot of attention to him. And I know recently, actually, I believe he played for you guys in the finals or something like that. Uh, he played for Auckland when Sacramento hosted yeah. um, for a couple of games. And I know, I believe he got a shirt actually out of it and he wears it still occasionally around laser tag. But like, <laughs> I feel that's a great testament to, you know, his skill level is that he has he has proved that he is a player to watch, basically. Yeah, it was really... I, I still ride or die for Rainbow Panther. Go, go back to the original, Caleb. <laughs> you have my blessing. He he is dead set on Slaughtermelon. He's, I don't think we're ever going to get him away from it. I like, says, I like, like that code name. That's a cool code uh, name. A one-shot thing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I, had the next that, player... I had the pleasure of... um. Yeah, obviously, as you said, I play with him in Sacramento and, like... Yeah. It was it was great. He like fit seamlessly in with our team like straight away. Like I think in one game he he may have actually died out really quickly. Um, just it just happened to happen in that game. But um, in the other one, yeah, he, he played really well. Um, it, no, he played. I think he played a few games for us. Um, I think he played like six or seven from what I heard from yeah, Josiah. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a few. Um, so. but yeah, it was it was right. He like fit seamlessly in. <laughs> Um, well, imitation DK was sick most of the week, oh so <laughs> I think he, I think he had to fill in for like the majority of those games. Always remember yeah. to buy travel insurance, kids. <laughs> the uh, the tournament sickness is real. Once oh. one person gets it, you're all done. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a hell of a thing. Yeah. The the next player. Um, this is another person who I view as one of our up and coming players. Um, John Calkins, otherwise known as Mimasaurus, mm. he, uh, I, I, I'll say he made his debut in uh, Detroit ECT, I believe it was 2017 is when it was, um, and he did exceptionally well, because at that point we were debating who would be on the A-team for WCT when Loveland hosted, and so when he came out to Detroit, it was one of those things where he had a lot to prove mm. to us as well, you know, that I, I deserve a spot on the A-team. I deserve to challenge for it if I need to. And he really came out the gates swinging. And um, it, it really kind of, uh, I think, hurt him a bit when we finally came to East, or WCT and we, I believe he was either the captain or he was the co-captain with Feeder, I think is how it went. Um and he got a lot of penalties because he didn't realize some of the things he was doing in the home in his home arena basically was not you know allowed. And so I think I think that really messed with him for a little bit because suddenly all these you know these habits that he had built into himself, these you know these ways that he had played, they weren't he couldn't do them anymore. Yeah. And so 
it really felt like after that tournament, he started really redefining how he played, re you know, re-going about rebuilding himself. And it's exciting to get to see him, you know, be on another A-team iteration and get another chance to be like, this is this is who I am. I am an A-team player, you know. Um, that's really, that's and so I'm, really positive that he was able to do that because I think we lost, we basically lost Chula Vista as a site from competitive um, space rings because of the rule changes. Um, yeah. We, you know, we played that tournament there in 2010 um and we played under the uh what was then known as the uh US rule set <laughs> fake uh, rules <laughs> yeah. fake rules and you know uh the majority of the scene were happy to change to the the international rule set um and don't uh, revert to the international rule set we had played in the United States under the international rule set prior to right. that um yeah so then, long story. Don't need to go into it. But yeah, I think we lost a lot of guys because they weren't prepared to to change the way they fundamentally played the game. Which I mean, I can understand. It's a pretty hard thing if you've been playing for you know a decade one way, and suddenly a bunch of foreigners turn up and tell you that you, you're playing wrong. So yeah. But but on the other hand, like I the St. George players had to go through the same learning process. Most yeah. of them had not come up with. The, the shielding rule or a different version of the chasing rule. Right. And once they adopted it, they got better. Yeah. Like Thunder, yeah, Tandor, all those guys, they were they were better after yeah. they started playing with the international rule set. Thunder is one of those players that, uh, honestly, I'll say right now, pretty much all of Loveland looks up to because he was uh, one of the original five that came to, you know, this is Space Marines, here you guys go, yeah. and, like, sat down with us and was like, here's the rule book, here's how it goes. And, like, the way that he... I feel it was not just, like, the fact that he knew as much as he did, but the way he presented himself and the yeah. way he very much... He was very confident in his knowledge, and he was... When we played, it showed. He just stomped, and he knew what he was doing, and he rarely made mistakes, and yeah. it just... And ever since then, I think the Lovelanders still look up to them, even though, you know... I would say Josiah and Luke and myself and a couple of the other Lovelanders are getting close to the level of play that Eves is at. We still look up to him as a player because yeah. he is just like we we jokingly say this wealth of knowledge of laser tag. You yeah. Know? He um. I hope you're listening to that Thunder. Put these kids back in their place. <laughs> the, the way in which he conducts himself, his general temperament is great. Like I. He's one of the players I respect the most in our scene because not only is he good, but he's just such a pleasant dude to be around. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I have uh, not seen him throw any chairs. As <laughs> as as a, a uh, great, actually, um, going from one topic to the other, I can't think of the word. Uh, the next player on the A team, uh, Zenless. He is. As uh, ironically, he's actually a very relaxed player, unlike his code name would suggest. Yeah, um, he's very calm. He's very methodical. He's very precise. Um, Seth has gone to Detroit twice with us, I believe. I think no, he's only been once. He went to the random draw that we went to, mm. uh, and his team didn't perform very well. But I think his team kept getting a lot of really bad draws as well. To be fair. Um, that can happen. But he's, yeah, he's shown. So he was another player where he and I were pretty much uh, two of the five resupply players in Loveland when it was just we played the draft. We never swapped roles around that much. You know, 
It was always, you know, Joe, Seth, and, you know, three of the other people are resupplies. And mm. if you don't get them, your resupplies aren't as practiced as they are, and they struggle. Um, that tournament, he really started to get to play, you know, scout and commander. And I feel like he developed, you know, a real love for both of those positions. And when he came back, it really showed because he started playing um, most of his game just completely differently. Um, he and I still joke that every time that we go to practice nights, um, we will get one game where we are resupplies. Right. We just can't get away from it forever. Um, but we've we've jokingly said that he's a very calm person. And the most frightened I think I've ever been around him is we were playing a game and his team was basically um, backed up against the wall. They were going to get eliminated out if they did not win this game in one of our seasons. And he got heavy and he went off. He <laughs> is... Easily, he's the tallest player we have, so he is one of our fastest as well. Mm. And he got upstairs to the enemy set of resupplies before they were ready to duel him. Yeah. And they were also not aware that it was going to be him as the resupply because we had been changing around positions to let everyone play everything. Mm. And you could tell they were not ready to, you know, fight with the intensity that he came at them. Mm. He was not... That was that was not one of those things where it, it was funny because it's a completely different variation of him. So I'm interested to see, you know, this Nats does is it like a light switch? Does it flip when he really needs it, or is it one of those things where he winds up digging deep? He realizes his team really needs him to, you know, kick it into overdrive, and he just goes hard, and suddenly the enemy team is not ready for him to be doing what he's doing. Sure. Yeah, it would be uh, interesting. Sounds to... like a pretty versatile lineup. Then. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, so the last player on their team is uh, he's going by Morningstar. Uh, his name is Dylan. He currently is living in Florida, so he hasn't practiced with us for a little while. Mm. Um, but he did come with us to ECT, and he played with us a lot beforehand. So I'm not too you know afraid of how he'll fit into that team, mm. but. Right now, the biggest thing with him is I don't know how rusty he'll be when he first, you know, especially since it's also going to be a brand new generation of packs. He last played with the Gen 7s, so coming in, he's going to have to get used to the feel of the Gen 8s, the way that they play, and so there's going to be a lot of uh, adjustment for him, mm. and I feel confident he can pick it up quickly. It's just the question of how quickly does he pick it up, you know? I, I think we're still going to be playing on the Gen 7s in Detroit. Oh, really? I, I heard, I've heard there's, whispers there's... that there might be Gen 8s. Yeah, it kind of depends on um, whether or not Syracuse is able to bring some of theirs for, for Nats, but of course they still have to run their business during the week, so it depends on how many um, parties and things like that, and that they have booked. Right. Um, yeah. So I, I would say probably count on playing Gen 7. If we get to play on Gen 8, that's great, okay. but I'm, I'm not necessarily taking that as a, as a given. Just, uh, uh, just to put in the boot, uh, Auckland 2020 will have Gen 8. <laughs> Just say. Aha! <laughs> I was gonna say, anytime, anytime Loveland decides we're gonna host again, we've already got the Gen Eights. We're set up and ready to go. Come so. on, Detroit, sort your shit. Yeah, out. you have Gen Eight. St. George has Gen Eight. We get it. Gen Eight's cool. You don't have to rub it in, guys. What is uh, what is Sacramento? No, no, no. Just kidding. <laughs> I, I believe it's this new one called Gen Zero. I'm gonna rage quit this podcast, you assholes. <laughs> um, so I believe I went over uh, some of my background last week so i don't know if there's really a need to uh go terribly further into depth because i know I, i'm one of those people where if i start digging into the way that i play i'll just start trash talking myself <laughs> non-stop until the end of time 
Um, We're good like that as a community. <laughs> yeah. Uh, other than I've played resupply most of my career, I'm finally starting to kind of the same way Zenless is. I've kind of realized that I really enjoy, you know, scouts, three hits. I enjoy kind of this more commanding role. Yeah. Um, besides, you know, sitting back and resupplying people and occasionally helping do callouts, you know, it's 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 not that it's a lot more fun, but it's a lot more of what I enjoy doing, where I'm actually I feel like I'm fighting with people rather than just having people come to me and fight me. Yeah. Um, and so that's that's one of the things I'm looking forward to, and that's hopefully I can I can stay away from resupplies <laughs> while I teach all of my newer players. Um, but with that said, the only players left are all on my team, so I will get the experienced players out of the way, starting with Phantom. Um, he... Uh, made his debut alongside Caleb, and Ryan has played with us since. Um, he went to, I believe, it's somewhere in New York for his college, and he has not really been able to play a lot uh, due to that. But I know he's coming back, I think it's a month and a half or two months before Nats, so we'll actually get some time to practice with him. Uh, I'm looking forward to how he'll play. Yeah. Because he, like Caleb, he's a very driving force. And we've always stated that he's one of those players that if you have a five-man defense and he's your only attacker, he can still go out and get, you know, two, three nukes by himself because he doesn't need other people to really reinforce him. People helping him is more of just a benefit rather than a necessity. Yeah. And that's something that I've really been trying to get the hang of because I quite often when I'm attacking still need a helper unless it's, you know, a scout-on-scout scout kind of fight. If I'm a commander and I'm trying to get through a heavy, I just can't seem to break through every single time like I would like to, and I need a scout. Mm. Whereas he's really learned how to pace himself, where to look, what to do, how to farm the correct people in the right positions for being out of the wrong sp- spots that they should be in, you know. And it's it's going to be interesting to see him play because he's never actually played in Detroit, and I think this arena will actually suit his... I'm going to go off, I'm going to do my own thing, and I'm going to score a ton of points, and then I'm going to drop all my nukes. I think it'll benefit him a lot. So, has he, well, um, well, we'll see. I've, I've heard from yeah. reputable sources that those two mazes play very similarly, so, you know. <laughs> they, uh, they, they, they do play a little similarly sometimes, <laughs> yeah. Uh, has he had the I um, think... access to, like, maybe pop up to, like, Syracuse or, like, you know... From from what I I actually spoke about Beans because I was gonna try and get uh, him to go to one of like their member nights. It's apparently like a three hour drive from where he lives to where the Syracuse site is. Yeah. So uh, I don't I don't think he's gonna be practicing before he comes back to Loveland, which yeah, again, New York is big. We'll, yeah. we'll we'll figure it out. I'm not I'm not entirely worried about him being rusty or unskilled by the time he arrives. It's more of just you know making sure that he slots into the team, being ready to go. You know, and just final checks, basically, once we get ready. Yeah. The next player on the list will be Feeder. Uh, Eric has been another one of those members who has been around for quite some time. I think he I think he did actually also debut alongside Caleb and Ryan. Um, I think that was one of his first tournaments. Um, he is another one of those players who has really gone kind of under the radar because he hasn't made that big splash moment but he's actually proven that he's, you know, a solid leader. He understands what he's doing. He's um, 
he's very clear on what he needs to do. He understands how he needs to do it. Uh, he's one of the few members that if I go up to Loveland, I can ask him word for word what some of the rules in the rule book are because he's actually, you know, paid attention to that much of it. Yeah. And he knows what he's talking about that much. Not only that, he's now, I think he's captained uh, both B teams when Loveland has hosted tournaments and he's gone with us to, he went out with us to San Marcos and then I believe he went out with us to random draw in Detroit. So he's gotten quite a bit of tournament experience in as well. Yeah. So this is not really going to be like a big like new thing for him, whereas this is just going to be, I've done this before, I know what I'm looking for. He's another one of those players where I'm hoping he can help me kind of teach these newer players what are we looking for, what, are we, what should we expect, and here's what we do when it goes wrong because it's going to go wrong at some point. Mm. You know, planning for it to be any other way is just foolish. Um. So I'm excited to see how he does in the arena. The last time he was there, he didn't have such a good time because of his play style. Uh, and he's been he's been working on it a lot because his play style was very much, I'm going to sit in one spot and I'm going to make you come to me and fight me. Yeah. But with the way that Detroit's uh, upper level is, you can be shot from so many different spots that you can't really stay in one spot for terribly long. Yeah. And uh, otherwise, eventually they'll figure out what angle they can hit you from. And then you're useless to your team again, and you've got to move. <laughs> and so either you can be forced to move away after you know wasting you know ten seconds of the enemy team's time, and if they're a Detroit player, like two seconds. Um, so we'll see. He's been working on making sure he's more mobile, he's more accurate, things like that. Mm. So I'm excited to see how he plays. Yeah. Uh, the next person on this list is actually one of the ones I am most excited to see perform at Nats for my B team. Um, and that is Goldfish, and that is Trinity. She recently started playing with us, I want to say a few months ago. It's not been that long that she's been playing with us. And the way that Loveland has their tier structure, just as kind of like an info, is if you're in the D tier, to us that means you're not here to play the game. You're not trying. You're just here to have fun. And you're not actually here to improve. Right. And so the D tier is the social players. And that's fine. We're not going to look down on you for it. We're not going to say you're worse. You don't care as much as we do. Mm -hmm. We understand. The C tier players are the people who come to play laser tag and they want to play, but they don't show that drive to improve. Right. They, they come, they play, and they don't ever really improve. Or they don't try to you know ask questions on how they can improve. Right. The B tier players are typically the ones who they come, they play, they are improving on a weekly basis, they are asking questions, they are showing that they have that drive to improve, and the A tier players are basically the original six of us that now have the knowledge that we have kind of accrued over the years, and we are we've basically set ourselves as this is what you guys are trying to get to, and we're hoping that you all reach it. You know, we want you all to beat us. Yeah. Uh, she's one regulars. Of those, yeah, uh, she's one of those people who has very quickly closed the gap in my eyes from C to B tier. She's um, the randomization system that we have in Loveland is a, it's a computer system that sorts you out based on your averages, and it's already beginning to put her up against some of the A tier players because it's recognizing that some of the people in the B tier can't match up to her every single time that she plays. And so I'm kind of getting a little excited, to be entirely honest, to see how she will perform. 
because she's got not only the drive to perform, but she's shown that she can put that skill and effort into it. And so I'm I'm hoping that this Nats is one of those positive experiences for her where she looks and she goes, this is what the top tier teams of the world look like. What am I going to do to get there? You know. And so I'm really hoping that this will be a positive experience for her. It is her very, very first tournament, so I feel like it's going to kind of be uh, a, a shocker to suddenly be doing 15-hour days of laser tag. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, brutal. Rather than the, the four hours on and off that we do for uh, practice, yeah. we probably do about two hours of practice every week. Yeah. Uh, and it's one of those things where it, it's it's a vastly different experience because it, even refing is just, you know, you play and you don't even get to, like, take a breather because you have to go in and ref. And then you get to sit and then you have to play again, and then you have to ref again, and then you have to sit, and then it's just, it's one of those things where you don't think it'll be the way that it is until you actually experience it, so we'll see how she goes through that. It's pretty. It's a marathon, kids, not yeah, a sprint. It's a yeah. draining, a draining it's... week. One thing I would recommend to players who are going to the tournament with such long days, bring a change of socks. You will think. Yes. Well, that's a great socks, idea. Socks, deodorant, lots of water bottles. The next player... Uh, it's funny, I put all three of our girls on the list, one after the other after the other. So the next player on the list is uh, Togomantu. Uh, she, Jillian, has been playing with us for, I think, almost a year. Um, she currently lives in North Carolina, I believe it is, to be going to college. And she's going to be returning either as a Loveland B player or as a Merc. It's unsure right now. Can we just rename you guys Team USA? It seems like none of you are actually in Colorado anymore. <laughs> a majority of my team currently lives in Colorado. The only two that don't live uh, in Colorado right now are Ryan and Jillian. Right. Um, she's one of those players where, it, with her, I would say, earlier when I was saying the whole hot and cold thing really comes to mind, there are some days where she's really, really on it, and then there are some days where... She just can't seem to get her rhythm without somebody kind of being like, here, here's what you should do, here's what you should try, you know. And it's one of those things where she is still a new player. She does still need her hand held a little bit because she doesn't she doesn't quite understand what these scenarios she's going through are. She doesn't know how to respond to them all the time. But then there are these times where you're like, okay, I'm going to have to help her through this, and she just blows it apart on her own. And she does it without any help, any knowledge, and just dismantles everything that you think she, they're going to do to her. And so I'm hoping that if she does either get onto a Merc team or the B team, that there's a way to, during Nats, get her to be, you know, narrow in that hot and cold a little more to where it's much more consistent. Um, and I feel that'll also come just kind of with game knowledge. Yeah. So I'm hoping this tournament will be a big thing for her where she's like, okay, I've, because she's played in the WCT that we held, and I believe that's her only tournament. Um, and so this will, again, be a vastly different experience to that um, because there will actually be, you know, Brisbane and Detroit A, whereas in the WCT, the strongest team there was the Loveland A team that we put forward because Detroit put forward a hybrid team that wasn't quite up to snuff. And uh, St. George, I believe, didn't actually send a their, their usual six. They kind of sent whoever could go. Um, I don't even think we got Sacramento to attend that one. And so it was one of those ones where it was like, there weren't really as many, you know, great players as there's going to be at this Nets. So 
there there were Sacramento players there who I think we would probably categorize as like uh, B team players. So oh, that's right. Uh, it was Aiden Bronwyn, Grack. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All of them. Yeah, yeah. Which a lot of them actually got some good, useful experience out of that tournament as well. So yeah, they, they your, your tournaments that are on the road sometimes will will boost your skill level quite a bit. So I think you're on the money there. Yeah. So I'm 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 hoping this will be one of those things where she goes away to a different tournament. She sees all of these people playing in their home arena or ain't even in a different arena, and they're playing to just this level that, like I said with Trinity, I just hope it kind of inspires her, wow, this is something I can reach for. This is something I can do, you know. This is something I can look for. And so that's that's kind of my hope with her. Um, the third girl that is going to be going with us is Alicia. Uh, she flips her name between Rose Jasper and Unleisha. And she is another one of those. <laughs> That's a cool. Uh, I definitely players. go for the second one. Absolutely. Great name. Yeah. Uh, she, she. I think she goes with the second one more often. It, it came up about uh, a few months ago, I think. Um, it was it was irritating doing the stats page with it because she went from Rose Jasper her first two games to the yeah. It, it was just irritating because um, I have no idea how to work the page, and so I had to have Russell help me so much. <laughs> I'm sure he but hated I love doing that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, he, I, I don't know whether or not he hated it, but it was more of, uh, I, I'll get into that later. There's a couple of funny stories about that. But um, with her, she's been around, I think, a little over a year. She participated in WCT. She's done a couple of seasons with us. Um, she's definitely a player who shows that she has the ability to improve. But the only thing I would say in the back of my mind that has me worried is we went to Utah recently, and the whole point of the Utah trip was to take, you know, it wasn't a week. It was, I think, three days that we spent playing with them and learn and play in a different site and get kind of some of the players who hadn't gone to other sites, get their feet wet. You know, this is what it's like, you know, going to other places. It's it's not what I'm expecting. I need to learn to adjust. I need to do these things. And... I was hoping it would do this whole motivation thing, like I've been saying, and it yeah. felt like it almost did the opposite, where it was just, I'm here to have fun. I'm here to do this. I'm here to do this. And she went from this C-tier player who is reaching towards the B-tier, and she's almost there, immediately down to a D-tier. And it kind of was frustrating to me because she had the potential really well to do really well that tournament, and she just kind of shut down. And right. she started, you know not caring, and so she's shown that she's kind of getting that drive back and the, I want to be here, I want to play tag, I want to, you know, I want to improve, I want to become one of the B-tier and eventually A-tier players. I want to, I want to, and so it's really encouraging to see her finally putting in that work again, and so whether she joins me as a Loveland B player or as a mercenary, I'm looking forward to what this tournament will do to her because (laughs) now that she's, you know, now that she's been in that situation and she's realized how she'll take it. Hopefully this time she can be like, all right, I learned last time doing it that way. Didn't work. Let's try it this way. And it goes even better for her this time. Yeah. Like I say, it's such a different shift to like go from, you know, playing against the people you play with on the regular to having a full team of competent players. Like some, some people just, you know, don't react well to that. I know that there were some guys uh, at Brisbane last year who really struggled with, you know, uh, just the like the competitiveness that is, um, you know, uh, nationals. So, um, yeah, it's not not surprising that she may have gone that way. But yeah, I hope you know. Hopefully, she uh, 
is now prepped for what nationals will be and has somewhat of an expectation of what it's going to be like yeah hopefully and so that's why i'm i'm hoping that it was kind of like a big you know lesson learned kind of moment where okay this was not the way i thought it was going to be this is how it's actually going to be i need to be ready for it this time you know Good to actually yeah. get that out of the way before you go to a national. Right, yeah. And so that's why, that was the whole point of the Utah thing, was we were hoping, basically anyone who wanted to go to Nats, the Utah trip, I think it's like six hours, seven hours from Loveland, um, if if there's no blizzards like there were when we drove. <laughs> um, we, we woke up at four in the morning to drive back, and it was just blizzard the entire way to Wyoming. Um, so that was that was a lot of fun. Wow. Um. And so hopefully this tournament will really be something that really helps her improve and she can keep that mentality of I'm here not just to have fun but to improve myself as a player and to show that I have improved as a player and that I am a better player than, you know, I started out a year ago and that I am, you know. Um, So I think there are a lot of goals that she can set not only for herself but kind of ones that I'm looking for for her to show when she goes. Yeah, cool. Um. The next person on the list, uh, so this is going to be short and sweet, is Ilotus uh, Dawson. He's played with us for about five days. Uh, <laughs> he, joined my, on that one. he joined my team about three weeks ago. He played like two games. He got interested in laser tag, realized that the national event was coming up, kind of was like, I don't know if I'll be able to go because I'm in, you know, I, I have finance problems that I have to take care of. And I was like, it's perfectly fine. I gave him all the information. Uh, two of his friends from work, because he works at LLT, are coming with me currently to uh, Nationals, so I feel like his answer is beginning to slowly kind of go towards the yes. Yeah. Um, but right now, my whole goal with him is just kind of, you know, teach him the rules, teach him, you know, what the competitive scene will look like. Um, for him right now, it's more about fun than anything else. Yeah. I'm perfectly fine with that, but... It's one of those things where eventually I'm going to express to him, you know, if that's the attitude you have going into Nats, I'll play you, you know, the games that I need to play you, but I'm going to sit you probably more often than not because others, this is, you know, a growth thing. This isn't just, you know, I'm here to have fun. You know, I'm there to see a lot of my friends as well as play laser tag, these people that I've met over years. But this is, when I step into that briefing room, it is a competition from start to finish, whether I live or die, you know, and... I'm hoping, I'm hoping I can get that into his uh, mindset rather than this just, you know, I'm, I'm here to have fun, I'm here to play. And that's perfectly fine, too. If that's how he wants to do it, he's more than welcome to. Um, but right now, it's just kind of focusing on the rules and the mindset with him, and hopefully we'll get there soon. Well, to put that in Fair perspective, enough. like, um, when, I, when I started playing, I started playing in April 2003, Um that was my first kind of members night that I went to. It was like, like just before I turned 16, I think. Um, and, uh, no, just before I turned 15. Um, uh, and I turned up and the people were really cool. And then, so I started coming back and then I was at my first nationals tournament that, that following July. So like, you know, it, the turnarounds, uh, if he's keen to play, like, you know, you could end up playing the next, 17 yeah. years <laughs> he, could, he could be one of the best players we have right now and we just don't know it because he hasn't really put in that effort or time That's so right, yeah. it's one of those it's one of those things where time will tell he could you know very quickly become one of our better players like i said goldfish has um 
I'm I'm looking forward to working with him. Yeah. And it's just hopefully I can get the rules instilled into his head before we go, so that way he's not getting penalized a lot and not enjoying himself in that respect. Sure. Uh, but other than that, I'm I'm not terribly worried about him. If he is going for fun, hopefully this will actually you know wow this is a really competitive thing. Yeah. I could actually get you know competitive with this. Yeah. So we'll see what it does. Yeah. Uh, the next person, Izzy. Uh, is I, I talked about him last week. Uh, we have a joke that he is one of the best players in the site, actually, um, because he has won every single season he has participated in. And to say that that's not a testament to who he is as a player, I feel takes away from him. Right. No, I wouldn't say he is the main reason that they won those seasons, but you can't win this season as one person. Yeah. You have to do it as a team. Yeah. And so to say that he has been on all four of the winning teams is basically making the statement that I have been good enough to win against evenly matched teams at my skill level every single year. Mm-hmm. Or not every single year, every single season that we have participated. And so he's one of those players where I think my only concern with him is if I were to put him on a Space Marines team, I would put him as actually like kind of a coach because he understands the game mentally really, really well. But it's one of those things where you can see it process in his head and his body just doesn't seem to understand the motions it's going to make yet. And so it's one of those things where you can see almost like, it's like lag in real life almost. You can tell that he's wanting to do it one way and his body just doesn't completely respond that way, either at the speed that he wants to or it takes him too long to figure it out. Whereas people like myself and Josiah, we've gone through this scenario so many times, it's instinct to us. The yeah. second we see it, the second we hear it, you know, if I'm staring down, if I'm a commander staring a heavy down and I see that heavy get resupplied, I'm running at them because I'm going to go tag one of their resupplies before that heavy comes up. Yeah. Whereas he has that moment of, oh, the heavy just went down. Maybe I should go over. Yeah, I should go over. And he walks over, puts one of the heavy, one into the one of the resupplies and the heavy then downs him. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things where he's learning a lot. Um, he's got those moments, though, where I've seen him as a single player break an entire defense by himself. There was a game uh, I'm particularly fond of where he was a heavy and he walked in because people stopped looking at him for a second, downed the heavy, downed the commander. The other two scouts had been resupplied, got the both the resupplies, and then started a massive chain onto all six of them until they ran away from him. And they basically, he did not leave until I think he had, he came back to where I was refing, and I heard two shots remaining. And when he left, I know he had easily 30. And so it's one of those things where that's terrifying that he just, you know, walked over to an enemy team unnoticed, downed them all, started a reset chain long enough for his commander to come up too, start a reset chain with him, him to come back, get resupplied twice, go downstairs and kill the enemy team out. You know, he's definitely one of those players where when he's on it, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with, but it's one of those things where he kind of needs to get rolling before he can actually get there. How, so, how long has he been playing for? Uh, I believe he joined us uh, two or three years ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, He's he's one of those on again off again players where he joins up and then some nights he'll he'll be at practice nights and he won't always play because he's you know off to the side playing magic or chess or other things with other members and you know he's there to have a fun time 
And some some nights he's there and he just plays every single game that we run the entire night and asks us if we're, you know, are we running more? Are we staying late? Because sometimes uh, some of the some of the players are managers at Love and Laser Tag, so we can close a little later uh, as long as, you know, we mop the floors when we leave. But um, so it's one of those things where I'm, I'm excited because this will be... Oh, I want to say his third tournament because he's participated in... Yeah, he participated in both the tournaments that Loveland held and then he went to Utah with us and he he did all right. He he was having trouble adjusting to the way that the arena played, but I think that was a good experience for him to realize, wow, this is, this is how much the adjustment difference is going from one site to another. So, you know, in the back of his head, I'm hoping, you know, now he's like, okay... I'm not going to be in Loveland anymore. I'm going to be in Detroit. Now I need to learn how to play a whole new arena in, you know, 10 games. Yeah. That way I can be effective to my yep. team. And so it's it's going to be something it's it's going to be something I look forward to seeing how he performs and what he does and just growing him as a player in general. I guess the um uh the benefits of that is that there's going to be a lot of other people who are going to be going through the same thing um yeah yeah so i guess it's of of the people who haven't played there before who can pick it up quickly and sort of run yeah it. yeah so uh last but not least is dink memer uh kyle uh is uh he's he's something fun that i like to think about occasionally <laughs> because he is actually <laughs> technically a Damn. second generation space marine um, his older brother was one of the original players of our teams. Um, he was actually the guy before me who played Medic for Loveland, and I played, you know, Ammo and Scout. Um, and his brother eventually stopped playing because he had, he, you know, he got other jobs, other things that he had to take care of. And to see, you know, the younger brother come in and perform to the same level that the older brother was playing in, with almost none of the skill that the older, or none of the time that the older brother had put into, you know, laser tag as a whole, is you know something awesome to see. And not only that, he's he's one of those players who's constantly, you know, asking how he can help more. What can he do better? Because he's one of those scout players where when he comes out of the game, what could I have done differently? What could I have helped you with? You know, or or here's what I think went wrong. Here's what I think I could have done better. Here's what I think the team could have done better. Here's 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 and he's thinking and thinking and thinking. And in game, you can see he's processing it. He's trying to find the best positions. He's he's always he's one of those players that when I play against, he frustrates the hell out of me because he holds these strange spots that I never see anyone else hold. And so I walk by him and he puts three into my back and I'm just like, God, stop it. Don't be there. I hate that like, that's a, great, I, that's a great spot and I hate you for sitting there because no one else does it. And it's not that no one else realizes it's good. It's that no one else uses it. So it's suddenly such a great spot because I won't look at it. Yeah. And it playing against him suddenly makes me really paranoid because if he's, you know, a scout or even a heavy, I suddenly have, you know, double the amount of spots that I need to check as I go forward. So instead of running into the enemy team, I'm walking because I'm making sure, you know, he's not, you know, behind me somewhere or at some strange angle that I'm not going to see in time. And he puts, as soon as my gun begins to come around the wall and I step out to begin to fire, he's already put three into me and I'm down. You know, there's no way. It's, It's one of those things where I'm excited to see him play because he's not only a talented player for a B-tier player, I feel, 
but he's an incredibly crafty one and he's you know creative and he's always constantly like it's like a thirst to improve almost yeah and so i'm really excited to see him perform mm. cool yeah, that is the 15 members of Loveland so far. Uh, <laughs> that that was an extensive rundown. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I, I tried to make it shorter. It was much shorter than what I wrote, um, <laughs> to be to be entirely fair. That's right. No worries, man. More info is always good. Hell yeah. yeah. Now I know the best ways to be. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I didn't give away any of that That's stuff. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, um, like a, was there anything else you wanted to kind of add I'm excited to see all of the teams play. Uh, like I said last podcast, I think the only fear I have in the back of my mind is the A team is struggling currently a little bit right now, but it's one of those things where I can see them absolutely getting over this, getting through it, you know, moving forward and being one of the you know best tier teams that are in there. And on the same breath, I also feel really confident. You know, between not just, you know, myself, Feeder, and Phantom, but with some of the skill that's coming with me in Loveland B, mm. I feel confident saying, you know, I may not take, you know, fourth, but I definitely could see my team challenging for the sixth and seventh place spots. Yeah. You know, I can see, you know, myself going, uh, I can see myself beating either of the Merc teams that get put forward. I can see myself, you know, challenging Detroit B, challenging Detroit, or, um, uh, Sack B. I can see myself, you know, uh, even giving Loveland A a run for their money if they're not in, you know, their prime form. You know, it's one of those things where I, when I first started this roster, it was kind of like, ah, I'm not really expecting much. I'll probably take ninth or, you know, eighth or something like that. Mm. Uh, the goal is to teach them whatever. I'm not going to be upset about it. But as names have kind of started to come forward, it's exciting because these players bring a new set of skills to the table that actually make me confident that we can go further than I initially thought. And yeah. we can actually, even if we're not winning, we can challenge some of these teams to where, like, it's not like the way I jokingly say, uh, there was a game where I remember Brisbane put their B squad against us and we almost wound up winning because of the fact that they weren't ready for us to come out full throttle like yeah. that. And they still wound up beating us, but it got so close that all of a sudden they were like, all right, we can't do that. We can, we'll still beat them handily with our A squad, but it's still clear that they are, you know, not just going to get rolled over and die. Yeah. You know? There is and definitely so, precedent for that at tournaments. Yeah. Yeah. And so I am really excited to see them play and perform and grow them as players. Honestly, you know, the four of them, this is their first tournament. Um, it's for three of them, their first time away from home, really. Um, and so I'm I'm really looking forward to what they could bring to the table, and honestly, I think will bring to the table. I'm um I'm pretty keen, you know, obviously to meet yourself in the flesh, and all, um <laughs> and also like the the other guys that I haven't met from Loveland, and there's a few of you that I haven't met. So like yeah. for me, that's probably uh, the thing I'm looking forward to the most um, is getting to put some some faces to the names um, and. Uh, expand hopefully my uh my friends base that <laughs> of people that i could hit up if i need a couch to crash on when i come to the, the state so. it's it's always one of those fun things where uh one of the things i'm going to talk with them about is when you go to this first tournament 
you better be ready to get like 20 friend requests on Facebook <laughs> because half of the players there are going to friend you if you make a good impression yeah. and they're going to want to know who you are and things like that. And so yeah. uh, I, I remember very vividly that my first tournament, suddenly there were these people, I, I saw a name, you know, Bronwyn for, uh, sent you a friend request. Yeah. I saw, you know, Autumn sent me one, you know, Disco Monkey sent me one. I was just like, I don't know who any of you are, <laughs> but I like, I can tell your laser tag players because I recognize your faces. Yeah, yeah. So... And like, just uh, just on that, like the for anyone that is attending for the first time or even second time, just try and step out of your shell a little bit and and meet and talk to as many players that you don't, you know, already know, um, because it's such a, a valuable thing to have going forward is is friendships that you've made with you know people all over the all over the country, but you know, um, from across the other side of the world as well. So, um. The more you can kind of do that during the week, I think the better your general Nats experience will be, regardless of how you perform at the tournament. Um, yeah, if you can make some good friendships, then the whole the whole week becomes definitely worth it. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better myself. Mm. Yeah, that's a pretty great way to... Uh, like, one of the best memories I have of the first tournament that Loveland held is we we got a giant game of Ninja just going in the lobby. And everyone started jumping in and playing and having fun. And I remember there was this 30-man circle around the laser maze just, you know, playing ninja with one another and having just this blast. And, you know, as much as it ninja? is about, you know... Um, <laughs> I will, can't explain it. You. You're going yeah, to have to show me the kids We will teach it to you when you come out. We will, we will teach you the ways of ninja. Um, but as much as it is, you know, competing for those trophies and to be noticed and things like that, it's also, like I said, I'm going out, you know, I haven't seen DK in God knows how long, you know. I haven't seen Baden in forever. I haven't seen, you know, a lot of the people that I define as friends and acquaintances that I haven't seen in a long time. Mm. And I'm looking forward to seeing them again, you know, yeah. catching up, seeing what they've been up to, you know. That's that's always my major draw card for Nationals is just seeing – seeing the faces again seeing the people that you don't get to see for two three four years um yeah. in some instances 10 years <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um all right well look that's probably gonna be good um for this week um thanks again sergeant tucker for for coming on and giving us a the lowdown on the uh the loveland crew um really no problem it. i'm sorry it was so long now what's that I'm super geared up to play now. Just talking about all this laser tag. Yeah, it's it's fun. Like even just talking about it just gets the blood pumping. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Well, for this week, I've been Guy Next Door, and I've been DK. Uh, always remember to backtrack, kids. We will see you next week. <laughs>